Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. My name is Marcel, and as always, I'm here with my homeboys, Richard. Oh, yeah, what up, homeboy? Good job, you didn't ruin the episode at all already. And Basti, who's also back. Oh, boy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, today we're going to be talking about a bunch of cool, hopefully cool video gaming stuff. We'll talk a little bit about games we've been playing recently. Uh, we'll be talking about gaming news, because even with all the big showcases and announcements being delayed... Um, there is still some news happening, some newsworthy stuff to talk about. And uh, some of the things we'll be covering is uh, the release of Amazon's first major PC game, Crucible, which seems to have been more of a whimper rather than a bang. Uh, we're talking about Steam, uh, EA coming back in a big way to Steam already on the way. Uh, there's been uh, our favorite subject to talk about, especially for Richard and myself, a bunch of things happening in the Destinyverse uh, slash Eververse that we have to talk about. And uh, there has been a, cu- a curious trend last week of, of long-lost games surfacing. Um, so that's something we want to talk about. But you know, first of all, as I mentioned, um, we, we skipped last week, so it's been a while since we last talked. So Richard, why don't you tell the audience and Basti and even myself a little bit up? what have you been playing recently? Anything, anything noteworthy? Anything that really stood out to you? Uh, apparently nothing that you guys are playing. But uh, I finished a, I finished a couple games. Um, none of them are rele- relevant in terms of being new, so I'll let you guys handle that part. But uh, I finished uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I heard that was I heard that was worth playing. How many hours? Uh, forty. Well, it's not too bad for an open world game, right? And how long did you play it? Forty. That's how many hours I put in. I put I put in about I put in about forty. Um, that's about all I could take. Because that game is, uh, that game is that game is that game is a little meh. Um, it, it's uh, what I know, I know, I know. It's a controversial opinion. So like, like wow. the the world that they that they build up there, amazing. The um, characters are really great. Aloy is an awesome protagonist. Lance Reddick is Lance Reddick in everything he does, and I will never ask him to change ever. Uh, that man's voice is like butter poured over lightning. I love him. Um, even even like some of the uh, the uh, the data collectibles are 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 kind of are kind of good. They they do a lot of neat stuff with that. The gameplay is is fucking. How do I start this? Okay, so there is a stealth component in Horizon Zero Dawn. That stealth component is the hottest of garbage. It is fucking garbage. Did not enjoy. So like you uh you get to you get to kind of sneak around uh hang out in in clearly marked hidden areas and there's like the uh, the old um, Elder Scrolls eyeball on the top and it closes your eyes and you're not visible um, and then you wait for somebody to come by and then you whistle and then you stealth kill them um, 
and you can kind of do that for piles of dudes. You can just kind of stealth kill them ad nauseum. I did play on on normal. I, I didn't play on uh, on on any kind of easy or hard difficulty. But um, like that was that was one issue I had. And the other issue is like this weird thing where I would get locked in for a stealth kill. Yeah, the lock in on the stealth kill. So like you get you get behind an enemy. It says like press L1 to silent strike. You know. Uh, the thing that happened to me a bunch of times is like that would pop up for like a microsecond. And so like I would hit it off, like it would just kind of vanish. And then I would just whiff an attack into the air, which instantly alerts enemies. Oh, okay. Um, a couple of times, like it has the whole standard, like kill from above, kill from below. If you're hanging on a, on a ledge or something. And like a, a couple of times that would kind of blink in and out depending on where they were. It didn't seem like, like that would lock in really well. So I had a real big problem with the stealth, and I was like, all right, fuck it, I'm just going to put points into not stealth and do combat stuff. And um, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it could be because I came from playing Monster Hunter World before, but it seemed like a kind of lighter version of that. Uh, there's some there's some really cool enemies. Um, it's definitely better than the stealth. Like, the combat is is okay, but uh, but I was, not, I was not blown away by that part. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I saw the story. I'm not sure. I, I'd have to see some pretty big uh, gameplay changes to the, the apparently soon-to-be-announced sequel. So here's a question I have for you, because that's something I've always wondered about with their games. Obviously, you know, yeah. in the trailers and stuff, they always showed you those those big showpiece fights against, like, the, the Robosaurs. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that, like, how much of your time do you spend, like, you know, it, how much of your combat gameplay time do you spend fighting those huge-ass dinosaurs? And how much of the time is spent, you know, on, on other enemies without spoiling anything? And like, does it feel like those are like really strewn in between set pieces, or is it something where like you 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 spend a lot of time like fighting the, or like hunting the dinosaurs? You could definitely go out of your way to hunt more of them. There, there's plenty. I, I think if anything, they are sometimes underused. Um, like, uh, which, which could be cool. I mean, for people that want to explore, like there was at least one type that I did not fight during the story. Um, and then, and then during the story, they're they're a little more set piece and a little more reused. But um, there, there is there is the core of something there. Um, it's like you're crafting a million different arrows uh, that you're using. Some are like kind of like air compression bombs that'll blow armor off of stuff. The the enemies have uh, weaknesses that will actually affect the fight. So it's like I blew off this guy's laser, so now he can't shoot me from far away. Like that stuff is kind of neat. Um, and the the human combat like you do fight people in that it's it's nothing amazing uh it's really just stand back and headshot with a with standard arrows like that that's kind of neat uh i think the thing that, that, that that's kind of weird about that game is like they it seems like a really slow burn uh character development wise so like it, it is a little bit uh, of an investment before you even unlock the longer dodge roll which seemed super necessary for me in a ton of those fights. Cause like, I would just get like, Oh, th- this, this tiger robot saw me and he's going to rush me down and just beat the shit out of me. Uh, and I can't really dodge out of his attacks. It, it felt, it felt a little like there was some, I, I remember writing you while I was playing it where I was just like, this is some bullshit fights, um, which, which once you spec out of it, like you're doing fine and you never really become super God powerful. But, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of investment in character building, that I, I feel like they, they probably just could have shaved a bunch of that out. Uh, the other the other weird time capsule thing with that is like uh, is, is like the there's loot boxes in that. 
Like you get, um, like you do a side quest or an errand, and uh, you get like a glorious reward box, which could randomly contain anything. It wasn't, it wasn't really inspired for that. Like the, the weapon types are there. You can unlock them really early. The armor types are there. You can unlock them kind of earlier. You just kind of going out and and scavenging stuff. I feel like if they developed that a little bit more, it'd have been a lot cooler. So a lot of uh, room for improvement for the next one. Yeah, I, I think I think story's good. Story's great. Um. The story's great and the world is great, and I have no uh, no worries in that department. But I, I want to see um, some more involved uh, dino fights and some better human combat. And if they're gonna try stealth again, it's got to be better because this is like th- this is like my least favorite parts of Assassin's Creed style stealth, where it was just kind of like, all right, I don't I don't really want to engage in this. So I played that. Uh, and I played Return of the Oprah Din, which I also I also oh, nice. yeah. That one's uh, that one's worth checking out if you guys haven't if you if you're in the mood for a puzzle game. Uh, I'm sure the the critical raving about that game is um is known by now, but it it, it is definitely a unique kind of experience that I think is is worth checking out. It was about I'd say a little over ten hours for me. Um. Not looking anything up, but uh, you can, you can, you can, you can crack that 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 bad boy out in uh in maybe a weekend if you don't get burned out or, or over a couple of sessions. But uh, I don't know. Are, are you guys familiar with with the the how the game how that game works? Yeah, you know it. What did it describe? The, the look at like one bit aesthetics or something? I think was the the, the phrasing. That, yeah. that was also just more or less one guy, right? I believe so. Yeah, like, uh, like, and his name is on there. I feel bad. Um, is is is, uh, it's the same guy who made Papers, Please, isn't it? Yeah. Lucas Pope. Lucas. Pope. Yeah, Lucas Pope. Yeah. Um, that's that's I'm awesome. Names. I did not know that. Uh, so so yeah, his his name is on there. The the graphics are kind of neat. They're they they are in that that like Macintosh monitor style. Um, and you there's a bunch of different retro monitors you can choose from if that's your thing. Uh, but that's also like the it, it is an aesthetic choice that has nothing to do with the game. Like it's just kind of like you're gonna you're gonna look at this with some stylized graphics, stylized kind of simplistic graphics. But it does it, it looks like a mix of that and like old um old like storybooks like uh like um choose your own adventure something like that. Like I used to have these old kids books about uh, about like uh, the Three Musketeers or Treasure Island. You know those little like hand drawn illustrations. It's kind of a mashup between that. Um, but anyway, yeah. So you're you're on a boat. You got um, the a boat disappears. It comes back. There's 60 people that have that have met their fate on that boat. You have a pocket watch that um, that you can use to to I, you hear like 10 to 15 seconds up to when they died, and then it is a freeze frame of their death scene. So for example, like if a dude got got uh, like a barrel fell and cracked over this dude's head like you'll hear like uh like no nothing on the screen just kind of subtitles you'll hear like uh like hey watch out for that fucking barrel and then like bam and that's where you can start seeing and it's just like that dude like like oh shit barrel in that barrel in the side of his head so you your your job is to find out what that person's name is how they died and if it was by foul play who killed them and you do that for for 60 people so like you you guess until you get three right, and every time you get three right, it locks those in. So um, 
it, it was it was really fun. It's a very it's a very fun uh, puzzle game. It's, it makes you feel really clever when you when you kind of figure something out because like these guys are on the same ship that has its own journey and storyline. So you're seeing people pop up in different memories of other people's deaths and stuff like that. So like you're, you you'll use that to be like, ah, oh, this guy's wearing this uniform, which means he does this. So if he does this and he hangs out with this guy, he must be this guy, you know. And that's how you're figuring out his name and and all that. So it's um, it, I I thought it was really rewarding. Definitely worth a definitely worth a try, if you get the chance. It's definitely on my bucket list because um, I mean you know the how much I love uh, puzzle games like The Witness, but now to be more on a serious note, I think the the like kind of like adventure style it reminds me a little bit of Vanishing of Ethan Carter, kinda. I, I haven't played that. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's also like something I would recommend to you because okay. it's a, except for the ending, it's a really great game. The ending is a little bit cheap, like because it's this kind of like Heidi Soma style. Oh, there's something hunting you. You have to hide, which I don't like in these kind of games, but. Um, yeah, Obra Din is definitely a game I want to check out. Yeah, definitely check it out. And then, uh, and then lastly, I played uh, What the Gulf, which is also great. I don't have much to say on it. If you like, uh, like um, a kind of palate cleanser, like what I'll, I'll do is usually finish a larger game like uh, like Horizon, and then play a couple of smaller smaller games to kind of cleanse my palate. Um, what the Gulf is great. Also, also short, 10, 15 hours. Um, the joke does not get very stale. To me, it doesn't overstay its welcome. But uh, if you're looking for a very wacky, not so much golf game, that you can't go wrong with that. Oh, but, but that was was not that RPG maker style golf RPG no, thing. No, that's golf story, else, right? That's golf uh, okay. story. Golf story is also fucking great. How many golf way. games? Golf story is fucking great. Um, no, this this is just like uh, like uh, okay, I'm I'm getting ready to hit my golf ball, but I hit the player. The player is the ball instead. That's um that's it yeah and like I said not not a ton to say on it just give it a, give it a shot it's pretty good. So Busty like what have you been like since you missed the last episode I mean we didn't have one last week you missed the one before so surely you've done a ton of high quality video gaming in the meantime. Oh boy. <laughs> so <laughs> the problem is like I should I should follow the advice from Richard to to play a pellet cleanser game once a while because I'm back on my quest after the announcement of AC Valhalla to try to finish ac odyssey i will probably never ever finish that game i'm not like 50 hours in or something and i have the feeling that the, the ending of that game is not even close the problem yeah. is i have this kind of like ocd oh you're doing all <laughs> the side quests not all like i try to force myself at gunpoint to not do the side quests. sometimes i'm successful sometimes not Getting so, so here, all the time. Here's a pro tip um, from me, as a AC fanboy to you, as a novice, as an initiate into the Order of Assassins. Um, there seems to be a misunderstanding because, like, this is something I've heard from a lot of people. It's like, oh, it feels like this game never ends. Um, it literally does not end. You realize that, right? Like, it it procedurally generates side quests for you. Seriously? Yes. Like those those. But only the turquoise ones right not the yeah 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 but like yeah like because oh, I've, I've, I've seen from a lot of people who are like well like there's so many quests i'm like do you understand like the game keeps giving you new quests so you can keep playing if you want to but yeah okay if, if you know it then that's fine i just say like because i've seen other people who didn't quite catch ah, that and like literally no, no. were like stuck in the in the i keep doing this quest and there's more and more like, yes of course as soon as I, I noticed the the quest boards and checked them out, I was like, nah, I'm totally gonna ignore all this content. But oh, okay. uh, I found <clears throat> a golden golden nice armor, which is basically underwear, 
uh, and the rest of your body is naked, obviously, except for the parts which are hidden by the underwear. That's important. Uh, and it's oiled in olive oil. So your whole body is all the time shiny and it looks ridiculous. And um, I'm continuing my quest to play Laser Cassandra, uh, which is my way of just giving all the asshole answers as much as I can and doing just stupid stuff. And I highly enjoy that game. Like, this is my no best, most preferred way to, to enjoy Assassin's Creed games. Just doing wacky stuff, and oh boy, you can do a lot. How much? But, yeah. How how many? Does the romancing people get less awkward and hilarious? No, to be honest, I had even like more high points. Like we, there was at a point where romancing people felt like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. And then you have this like kind of like blended animation. They just go into that hut, then come out of the hut. It's like, oh, this was nice, whatever. But I had even like story parts where the romancing had more ridiculous um, kind of like story beats. But it's still the same. You don't have the, the Mass Effect part where you feel a real connection to anything or you see anything. But uh, once in a while, there's some some really, really funny, interesting stuff. I like that. That's awesome. You, so you're going to finish it. You're still committed. I I, I try. The, the only <laughs> problem is the other game I started playing again is, which is pack full with a ridiculous mountain of content is a Warframe. Oh no. Um, yeah, I'm back into the Warframe monster loop again, which is horrible. Oh, because no. this game is, uh, at least for me, super addictive. Uh, got a bunch of friends together to level our clan dojo because we're space ninjas and then realized that since the last time I've played that game, they added a shit ton of content even more and I wasn't even finished with the old content so I will probably play Warframe until I'm in retirement. So uh, just, great thing. You're just stuck in you're just stuck between two grinders right now. Yeah. Yeah, this is horrible. And the other one is Final Fantasy Remake. But with that one, I'm almost done. You're almost it's like I'm in the last last big stretch of that game. Do you, so Marcel, you were always you, you're also playing that, right? Or have you you finished that? I finished that. It's the first Final Fantasy game I've ever completely finished in my life. And I've done that uh, last weekend, I believe. Well, what, what, do, you, what do you think, Bastiana? Um, I, I played the original one, and I'm a big fan of the Final Fantasy games in general. But, like, so far, I like, I like that game a lot like a, an absolute lot. And I think they, they play, especially the emotional cards, right? Like the way, how much love they put into characters, voice acting, even the writing, etc., Or the camera directing from cutscenes. Like you, you know, like you feel this is a passion project for the devs. But I'm getting closer to the final part of that game. I'm a little bit worried about the ending, which I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Coming from Final Fantasy VII, I hear a lot of like mixed stuff, but gladly I wasn't spoiled yet. I, I think so someone. I I agree with most of what you said. Like, um, my favorite part about the game are the characters and like a, a lot of like the, the little side stuff and like a lot of it. So I played the original twenty years ago. Never since, so I don't remember a lot of it. Uh, I, I I think a lot of the stuff that I'm enjoying right now is, is stuff that's new, that's added. You're like more interactions with, uh, with Bix and Wedge and Jesse and stuff like that. Uh, the big exception to that, to me, is uh, at least so far in the first part, uh, is is Barrett. I find Barrett insufferable. It feels <laughs> like they were like, hey, you know, if if this is if this was Japan's idea of what a black guy sounded like in in the 90s, then that probably hasn't changed. So let's just keep it like that. It, it feels like a terror. 
Barrett in Final Fantasy VII feels like uh, a Coltrane from Gears of War if Coltrane was a nice guy but a jerk instead. Like, I agree. Absolutely terrible. I hate him so far. Like, like, this I don't know if it was like this before. Black black person in nineties anime, kind of like, and they haven't changed anything at all about that. I which don't know. is true to the character how he was back yeah. then, but he was also like a very chubby, small pixel, low geometry. So it was a little bit more comical in that regards. Um, still not okay though. But to be honest, if you now see Barrett like with that more uh, high definition graphics and etc., and he still behaves like that, but the high quality animations, it feels weird to have such an out of place outdated wacky character a horrible representation of black people in a game nowadays with that kind of graphics it feels uncomfortable for me and i enjoyed barrett back then i don't um, know how you change that though man like i don't know what you do it's hard it's tough yeah you had to know I, I, for, for me personally it's just like he just he's dumb like he he just yeah. acts stupid all the time like so you know they're, they're on this fairly early on uh, you know they're on the subway to to go blow up a reactor and he's like you know keep you know keep keep it quiet like keep it on the cover and stuff like that you know and somebody says so and barrett immediately jumps your face what do you mean you don't like us avalanche guys he's like good job that's but that's quality see, stuff right like there bro then. like to be yeah. honest like, i can deal with that he did like, the this same dumb shit. Me. uh i think just more like the the way he talks he behaves he moves around like oh, i don't know oh one one question uh marcel uh, yes. Like for me, one of the best parts, which I enjoy a ton uh, in the new remake, is the combat system. But the problem I have is, as the the whole game feels kind of linear in a way, like you have the feeling that from the design, the the uh, the dev said, okay, people, while it is a new story, people are here to enjoy the story. We don't want to like have it like a big open world, etc. Um. So I kind of feel like pushed through the story and I see that the combat system and the material has a lot of stuff you can do with that and a lot of interesting stuff. But it pushes me so quickly through the storyline that I have the feeling I do not even have to bother about my weapons or what is the right material. It feels like designed in a way that, or oh, maybe in New Game Plus or after I finish the main story, I can, can play around with that, which I think is a little bit sad because I would love to have my first an incentive for my first playthrough to play around with weapon styles and all this kind of like stuff where the, the feeling there's like no time for that to be honest to care about that because it's just rushing you along too quick yeah kind of interesting yeah i mean uh i i agree in a way so i played it on normal which is the highest available from the get-go because hard you can only unlock after you play it. so i played it on what i assume is yeah the, the intended way to play it um I did all the side quests. I did all the optional like, Colosseum fights and stuff whenever I could. Uh, it, I very rarely felt challenged, or like no, you know, no. I very rarely had to had to reload something, and I didn't spend that much time. So for me, the the big thing was um, I, I absolutely love combat with Cloud. Um, I found combat with uh, Tifa fun. I didn't really like the combat with Aerith and Barrett nearly as much. Like they felt much more they would they would be better suited from the gameplay, you know, with like where you lose a lot of range stuff and a lot of spells um to something like the classic turn based. Whereas like the Tifa action like, it, it was it was a lot of fun with Tifa. Yeah, it was a lot of fun with Tifa and like Cloud. So whenever I had I had didn't have one of those two, like for story reasons, I was like, Man, right now combat is not that much fun. But uh, the, the biggest or disappointing thing to me overall was um, I was for a long time convinced that in this game, and maybe I was thinking of Advent Children or something else, uh, that you can combine the, the material and stuff. Like, you know, like you, hey, because I, I had at a point like 
six mm. different healing materials. Somebody was like, I can combine all this stuff, surely. And they're like, oh, I, I guess I can. So well, it wasn't about um, combining it. It was about like sticking it into slots together, like joined materia slots. Yeah, as I said, like so. So the thing I always had in mind, like Penny Arcade once did a comic about how much fun it is to combine materia and Advent Children, and for whatever reason, Advent I Children. must have that's a, thought that's a movie. Uh, then it was uh, what was the? Uh... Oh no. What was the? What was the? The, the was a PSP follow up? Uh, oh, like Crisis Core. Yeah, that maybe was Crisis Core. Could sorry, be crisis but core. yeah, like I, I just remember hearing somewhere something about combining material. But anyways, yeah, okay, like it, yeah. again, it, it's it's it, it was a very fun game. Um, it was not Weep, so that was that was uh, a real plus absolutely right there. was. Uh, the court has ruled. Uh, Final Fantasy is Weep as fuck, and your participation in that, uh, you are henceforth a Weep. Yeah. Um. Let's let's see how you know how the other games turn. But like, uh, so right now, I would say that if if during the the lead up during the marketing for the next one they didn't they don't show anything terrible or so then i will probably be there on day one for the next one because i had a lot of fun and you got the weep army yeah weave it up man let's not make this weird shall we just uh show me your fan art of your cat person and tell us the your favorite way of eating cup noodles uh is there fish in cup noodles usually depends on if you take the quest to kill the giant shrimp or kill the giant bird Please pay attention that, to Final that's, Fantasy that's 15, continuity. I assume. Yeah. Is that 15? Okay. It's the worst yeah, question. I was thinking maybe giving that a try sometime. It's all right. I like this. So, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that Busty is A, playing video games, which is rare. And I'm happy sure. that Busty may soon finish a video game, which is even rarer for <laughs> the him. The most maybe. rare. That is uh, rarer it, than Banjo-Kazooie. I was going to make a rare joke, goddammit. Mine was... Oh, well. I hope it was better than mine. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, naturally. Nah, but like now, wrong. now it's now it's been ruined. Like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's uh, good to hear that you guys are having fun. And yes, uh, it's it seems if and I mean I've said this like the last couple times, and every time something changes, uh, and you never know what new surprises twenty twenty may hold for us in this apocalyptic times timeline we're in. But uh, allegedly, by the time by the next time we talk, we may have seen something from the next Horizon game. Oh, uh, no. Fingers crossed, no meteors, killer beasts, whatever else the world may yet throw at us. Murder hornets. Yeah. So uh, I personally, I've been um, yeah spending time with a couple stuff. As I mentioned, like a couple games. As I mentioned, I finished Final Fantasy. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it a lot. Uh, I've been playing a little bit with the Mrs. Um, Minecraft Dungeons in co-op. What's the story with Minecraft Dungeons? It is a really fun game. I mean, obviously, I got it from Xbox Game Pass, and I know Busty just smiled. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. We are not getting um, paid for this. It is essentially, like, really, it, it feels like a, a family-friendly, you know, like, lighter, easier, smaller, more compact version of some like Diablo. No. Which... Um, if I had kids, which, fingers crossed, the world will never be subjected to, um, I could absolutely see myself playing this game with them. Because, you know, it's it's fun. It's not too challenging. Um, after a while, you see, okay, you know, maybe there there could be a more, bit more variety in enemies. There could be more variety in in the gear you find. Um, what is very cool is the way they handle skills because there's no character classes or something at all. Yeah. Essentially, you have three artifacts, um, which are more or less your skills that are bound to you know, like three of the buttons, and that is all just gear that you find. So like you can at any time change when you find new gear. Be like, hey. So far, I was mainly an archer, but now I found a, a cool spell, and you know now I will be a spellcaster or whatever. 
So um, so that is cool, okay. and um, it's also like the, the armor that you can find. It dictates. So essentially, there there's no character creation. The character creation is purely cosmetic, purely visual. Um, you pick what out what you want to look like, and of course, it's all very much the the Minecraft aesthetic. Um, it's also very funny, uh, just as a side note, because like back when I started gaming, um, I remember like on the PC, whenever something used the Unreal Engine, people were like, "Oh my God, it uses Unreal! It's got to be amazing!" And you know, you had this idea of like, it uses the same engine, it must look kind of similar. So playing back to back Final Fantasy VII remake and uh, Minecraft Dungeons, which I believe both use Unreal Engine four, that was kind of cool <laughs> to see. Like you know, it's it's as far away as you can be on the spectrums right. of of graphical quality, uh, you know, of 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 detail. But yeah, it's it's a really it's a fun game. Um, my only thought was that that and that's something uh, that I found interesting when it occurred to me. As I said, it's on Xbox Game Pass. Which means you don't really pay attention so much anymore to know what would this game normally cost me, because you know essentially in your mind it's free, because you already gave Microsoft the money. And as I was thinking to myself, you know there could be a little bit more variety in in the gear, there could be more more variety in the enemies and stuff. I had to remind myself, wait, this is actually a twenty dollar game. You know, like it's it's a really really cheap budget title. Mm -hmm. And I I was wondering if that is something where in the future. Like this, this you know. Normally, we have we have different tiers of expectation based on the price point of a game, and for something like twenty, I would you know definitely expect. You know, obviously, you know, it's not going to be as as big and feature packed as Diablo three. Right. Um, where something like that distinction may be lost a little bit because you you know you just pay your flat subscription, and at that point, you don't care if the game would be five dollars or twenty dollars or eighty dollars. So that was interesting thought that came to me as I played it. But yeah, it's it's a very fun game. If you have maybe um less hardcore family members friends loved ones whatever around uh, it's a really really fun game in in a split screen there you can easily change difficulty before every mission to to find something that suits you your skill level or how engaged you want to be and yeah it's a fun game so aside from the minecraft aesthetic that you mentioned like because this game looks diablo as fuck so like what about this is minecraft aside from I see like a creeper or a Minecraft skeleton. Um, it, obviously, yeah, it's, it's everything visual. Like um, the aesthetic is, of course, super Minecrafty. Um, so you're not building all the anything. Enemy types. You're not building anything okay. at all. It is. It is really purely an act. I mean, yeah, the only thing you build is your your character builds. Sure. And as I said, that is purely based on the items you find, and then um, the progression is also interesting. It's randomized in a way. So if you find a low quality axe, for example, say. Um, then there's three different skills on it that you can upgrade. So every time you um, you gain a level, a character level, you get an upgrade point. Mm. And for example, it could be okay. Um, on on this on this axe, I have three different options. I can raise the difficulty to be you know, uh, sorry, the, 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 it does five percent more damage, or I can change it to uh, gather more souls, which I can then use. You know, for example, uh, for for different artifacts. That I can feed with souls as I kill enemies. I can do stuff. Um, there is, uh, and yeah, you know, so it's stuff like that. And once you lock into one of those trees, then you're stuck with that. But you can upgrade it three times. Mm -hmm. And the the higher quality an item is, uh, for example, if you find something super good, then it has three of those uh, trees. So like it has in total nine skills, and you can you can level up three of them. Um, so yeah, that's really. I think that is the closest thing to building. There is no, there is no building. There is no collecting materials or anything like that. As I said, like it's really straightforward in that. Um, everything, all the character building is via stuff that you find. 
And then as you level up your character, every time you get an upgrade point that you can then use to upgrade your gear, um, to go into different character builds that you like. For example, um, what I've been doing for a while now, which is quite fun, is I had a, a big two-hander sword that was gave a bonus to collecting souls. So I killed a bunch of people. I had two artifacts, one that I could heal myself with um, if I used souls, and one that just does like an explosion around me um, that kills people. Um, so it was like really, you know, as I killed people with that skill, I got feed new souls, uh, fed new souls, so I could kill more people. So that was quite a fun yeah. build that happened accidentally. You know, I just stumbled into those things and I was like, wait a minute, that, that would probably be fun to use together. So it's how I... many creepers out of 10? You know, I it's I, I find it hard sometimes with with games like this, like more casual or more you know, like lighter games, to compare them um, because it feels a bit unfair. So yes, I Diablo three I give it ten uh, for something like Minecraft. I don't know, but um, but yeah, it, it really it, it is it is a fun game. Like um, it, if if you have Xbox Game Pass, I would absolutely tell you to you know get it because as uh, sorry as Richard just said. It's also a very nice palette cleanser, which I think is sometimes a very, very nice thing to have between like those big meaty games. Um, it's it's very pick up and play. Like uh, within one mission, you will have understood like all the core principles, and then it's just a question of like I find cool new stuff. I can check what what random you know stats are on there and um, see if I can build something fun out of that. But yeah, it's it's, it's a really fun so, game. So and even and, uh, and also one thing that I found super notable because you know um, we, we talked of course in the past sometimes jokingly sometimes more seriously about the console wars, and I want to point out that after three months of nonstop rain by um, almost three months by Animal Crossing, the best-selling game right now on the Switch eShop is published by Microsoft. Well, Which, you know, it's kind of interesting. That is kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, but so it's a it's a good entry to um, loot looter loot games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I've been talking, of course, about Xbox Game Pass, but it's also um, and that is really cool that Microsoft does this with the Minecraft uh, IP. That on day one, it was on PC, it was on Xbox, it was on PlayStation, it's on Switch. So essentially, if you have any current day system, you know, feel free to uh, go and and try that game. It's it's a ton of fun. So yeah, I've been uh, playing that, as I said, with the missus. I have with the guys, um, so a bunch of friends uh, that I used to play mostly Overwatch with. We've been uh, diving into Valorant now that it's properly and fully launched. So um, that's that's uh, still a very, very well-made game that I think is going to be really, really big. Um, it feels just everything about it is like very, very smooth. Like it's 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 very well engineered. And uh, I need I need to play that one. I haven't played it yet, but every time I see it, like I'm still kind of like confused with the art style because it feels like when you see the key arts, etc., everything is so super lol key art like. And then when you see the game, it, it's like, oh, am I watching Counter Strike? Oh no, I'm not watching Counter Strike. It's Counter Strike with what? I think this this is something which confuses me. How is it for you? Like this. Do you have the feeling you play a different kind of like Counter-Strike game or an Overwatch game, or do you have the feeling it is its own thing? It's... Uh, I, I very rarely actually think of, of Overwatch. Like, um, I think like some people just got too, too locked in on this idea, like, oh, if it has heroes, it must be kind of like Overwatch. I would say the gameplay is nothing like Overwatch at all, honestly. Um, you use your skills very rarely and judici judiciously. Like, uh, during a round, um, you will, for example, as the healer, you will at most heal two times. 
because the cooldown is very long, probably just once, you know, whereas in overtime, Overwatch, I heal every couple seconds, you know, for example. So I would say the the um, the gameplay is very very different from Overwatch. Like here, it's really, it's more like much more like lol. Like it's 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 crucial that you use your skills, the right skill at the right time. Like it's a very judicious thing. Whereas in Overwatch, of course, you know, with your ultimates especially, like you want to make the big plays, but like you use the skills all the time, right? So and and um, in in Valorant, it's really it's super focused on the gunplay. The gunplay is very similar to to Counter Strike, um, but actually the game that it still reminds me of a lot uh, from the art style, from you know you know a lot of the um, the gameplay with the skills and everything that you have to buy skills and guns. Uh, to me, it feels like still like the spiritual successor to Farsa's Overwatch. Uh, sorry, Overwatch Shadowrun shooter. Um, which of course you know very few people played, so nobody draws that comparison. But funny enough, all my friends who have played it say like, "Yeah, this reminds me a lot of of Shadowrun, much more so, for example, than something like uh, Overwatch." That's that's mm, so but... weird that that's the comparison to that. Like, um, I'm I'm definitely interested to see where it goes because like it, it it seems to have fallen off the the uh, the Twitch meta as it were, but that's to be expected as the as the beta uh, runs its course. Um, so I'm 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 looking forward to seeing whether this is the thing that's going to that that's going to knock out uh, uh, carve its own niche away from from no. Counter Strike. Yeah. Um. Again, it'll it, very interesting to see. If I had to summarize the game, um, or like the the thing that stood out to me the most is. Uh, on the art style, uh, I would, or like even just gameplay, I would just call it frictionless, to be honest, which may sound like as a weird kind of praise, you know, like, oh, if that's the most impressive thing to you, but like everything about like the, the, the art style, the, the playing, everything, it, it just feels super smooth. Like, you know, it, it doesn't feel like a game that just came out a week ago. Even in the beta, it didn't feel like a game that's in the beta. It's like, you know, this, this is expertly engineered to do one thing, and that is like smooth, high competitive shooter. And so, yeah, it'll, we'll keep an eye on that. But um, yeah. I think this is a nice segue to to the news because there is a another recent release of a multiplayer shooter by a big ass company, even bigger than Riot, even bigger. Oh, actually, I'm not sure. About as big as Tencent, bigger maybe I don't know. Uh, and that is Amazon's Crucible. Epic. I, th- uh, I think which... you mean Epic's. Amazon's Crucible. It's not. It's not the Epic game. That MOBA? No, Fortnite? Fortnite? It's no, not... it's not. Yeah, it's... it's not. No, it's not Paragon, no. Oh! It's, uh, it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't feel like Paragon at all. But yeah, uh, so uh, just a little bit of a of a background story for our dear uh, listeners' education, because, you know, this is what we do. We do educational uh, yes. entertainment here Very in the hopes of giving government stipends, which so far hasn't worked out, but we won't stop trying. Um, that in... When was it? In summer of 2014... A uh, young and upcoming uh, startup company with some decent financial backing, Amazon, uh, bought the um, uh, yeah the source code and everything uh, to, to CryEngine from from Crytek. And sh- shortly after, they set up a couple game studios or also like uh, bought some studios. For example, they bought the guys. What was the name? Um, uh, who made originally? Who made Killer Instinct for Xbox? Iron Galaxy. No, it's not Iron Galaxy. No. It's the other guys. It's the not other double guys. fine. It's something with a D. I can't remember right now. But yeah, like so, Amazon set up two studios. Ooh, I think somewhere in California. Yeah, double helix. Yeah. I think it was in in California, and I think one in Seattle. And they put them to work on a couple a couple video games. And um, then in September of 2016, so four years ago already, during TwitchCon, they announced the first slate of three games. 
it was a um, fantasy hero MOBA sports game thing that <laughs> I already forgot the name of. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, which which was into which went into alpha or beta testing. I played a couple times and then they shut it down because they said it's not going anywhere. They announced Crucible, a shooter that back then sounded like a battle royale. Again, in September 2016, and after that original announcement at TwitchCon, Crucible went into stealth mode until April of this year. So three and a half years later, that we heard nothing about the game, and they announced New World, which is their uh, hardcore. Um, uh, MMORPG, which is now after several delays and reworks coming out in August. Whoa, wait, so wait, what's the name of the one coming out in August? Uh, New World? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, it's fair to say that, uh, you know, if you look at the timeline, um, they bought the engine six years ago. Um, they released Lumberyard uh, for GDC 2016. Um, they, so far, they haven't really had much success in signing up big licensees. I mean, Star Citizen is on there now, and we know that uh, the next game from uh, what's his name, Leslie Benzies? What about uh, the Benz? What's what's the Benz's actual name? Leslie Benzies. Leslie Benzies. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, what about and, and uh, the Dennis uh, Dyack's new game? Oh yeah, Den- yeah. The the not the De- Dennis Dyack's new old new game. What what about um, think, yeah? What about the Amazon uh, the, the 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 Top Gear the Grand Tour? Was that Lumberyard? That was not a lumberyard, no. Okay. And uh, I didn't count that because it did. It felt like very much removed. Like that was just a, a you know quick it's license thing. Shipped. I and when they bought, yeah, also that. But yeah, again, if you look at the timelines, uh, they bought the engine almost six years ago. Um, they announced a bunch of these games three and a half years ago. So far, those three games, uh, one has been canceled, one has been delayed several times, reworked several times. It's coming this August. And finally, we have Crucible, which. Um, we heard the first rumblings uh, this April during you know the Corona lockdown. There was an article uh, talking about you know uh, Amazon's ambitions and somewhere at the bottom of it, I think it was in was it like Forbes I believe mm-hmm. somewhere at the bottom it said oh yeah Crucible which is expected to launch next month and everybody's like wait this game that we haven't seen or heard anything about for for three and a half years is coming out next month. Well and then there was still silence and um, um, then towards the end sorry go ahead Richard yeah. Uh, do you think just just to jump in on that super quick? Do you think that maybe they were trying to do an Apex sort of thing there, or was it just another reason? I uh, so in, initially my assumption was that uh, they are doing an Apex. Yeah. I remember when they when they first uh, premiered the Lumberyard engine, so the Amazon branching off of CryEngine at GDC 2016. I went to the booth and they had a cool demo where they showed you know. Um, some of their ideas for, for integrate because obviously Amazon owns Twitch, right? So the natural thing would, of course, for them to be, if you want to go into multiplayer PC stuff, that you're really, really focusing you know, on, on Twitch integration. And they had some cool demos there. One of them was a pirate game, just a, te- a tech demo, where you know, like the pirate could open a chest and like the viewers could vote what's in the chest. And does he find a cool item? Does he find a cursed item? Whatever. Um, so naturally, when they said, or when, when it came to surface that, that Crucible was going to be out next month, a lot of people foolishly, including myself foolishly, assumed, well, you know, they own Twitch. Of course, they're going to try to replicate the Apex thing, because for those of you who don't remember, um, EA never said anything about Apex in advance. Like two days before, there was a leak because some streamers don't know when to keep their mouth shut. <laughs> but like if it hadn't been for that, essentially what would have happened, the plan was that a, a Respawn would have done a live stream where they show Apex and then at the end of it, they're like, oh, by the way, this game is now live on, on three major platforms. Please enjoy. Um, and so, yeah, people assumed they would do that for, for Crucible. And and it was just a whimper. 
like it, they put it on Steam, which again, you know, like from we expect normally a big company making a big play would try to establish their own ecosystem. Nothing like that at all. It's just like a, a Steam title. I didn't even uh, know they put they it on Steam. Set, it, it is on Steam, yes. Wow. Uh, they said, which, you know, is, is also part of the problem for them, I guess, because obviously Steam, you know, people have a very good idea how to look at the APIs and to get a feeling of how many people play a game on Steam. And uh, the numbers are definitely not in Crucible's favor. Uh, so the what reviews has happened, are also not in Crucible's favor. Uh, I think the last time I checked, it was a 45 Metacritic, I believe. Um, roughly something, something like players, that. right? Yeah, mixed on you... Steam. So yeah, it's it's to to put it into perspective, it has gotten uh, still you know at least 10, 15 percent lower reviews on average than Anthem, than Fallout 76, than uh, Breakpoint. So yeah, and you know that is obviously a a a part of the rating scale that you very very rarely see a game from a major company fall into. What? And uh, the release, just, just let me finish yeah, yeah, real, real quick. I remember already that was like a thing where I was wondering as a player, because, you know, I was interested in the game. I wanted to play it. Um, the the release was supposed to be, I think, like 10 p.m. or something European time or 9 p.m. On, on Steam on that day. And they had set this out on that day. And then the, the hour of release came. And then suddenly it was changed on Steam to coming soon. And then like three hours after the intended release, so it was already the next day, like, you know, past midnight in Europe, they were like, hey, the game is now available in, in North America and soon in the rest of the world. But like they didn't give a time or anything. So like, oh. I think that's already, you know, for a company of Amazon size, obviously, you know, being one of the premier internet companies in the world, um, if you... Essentially, you posthumously delay your game's release after it was supposed to be released and then tell people it's going to be out soon, but we cannot tell you when. I mean, that already set, of course, off all the warning clocks. So so what was um, the actual time difference? Because, I mean, long, rough launches happen. Uh, rough launches do happen. I still don't think I can remember it happened like this, personally. Like, was from, it days off? Uh, no, it was it was hours off. Yeah, um, but, I, I mean... Uh, yeah, I I can see that. Like, it's weird that they changed the Steam page at all. Like, that almost seems like a like a weird tweet. Like, yeah, we're we're working on this, guys. Like, um... it's it's also I you know it, it was one of those things. And afterwards, when I when I was talking uh, to the lady about it, and she asked me like, did they ever do like you know did they any big betas or anything? And I had to say, I I don't know. Like, I know they did a event a couple of days beforehand with some select influencers where they could you know capture uh, capture footage for 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 streams or videos uh i'm not aware of that i know uh, you know at least with external players any major testing phases you know like, like uh, alpha beta phase or anything for that game surely uh, uh, i i have a hard time as somebody working in games marketing and as a player understanding what happens here because obviously you know um after many years this was amazon's big entry into the very competitive and very lucrative if you do it well of course um, you know, multiplayer PC market, and this is... it almost felt like they kicked it out the door without wanting to talk about it. Like it's it's very very weird. I'm not... And uh, to to cap it off, <sighs> as as Basti already said, I think they're I think they're already below a thousand players now on Steam. Yeah. And yeah. um, they already said that out of you know the three game modes that they launched with, uh, you know, we 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 are I think like two weeks after launch. Out of the three game modes, uh, two of them are being retired, and they will for an indefinite uh, amount of time, like they're not saying when they're going to stay in preseason. So essentially they're now saying, you know, 
it's at the stage where if this was like a like really a startup studio like like a small startup studio that has some outside investors um i would at this point assume that uh, the studio and the game will not be around in three four or five months time that's a shame obviously this being amazon it's you know it's a very different scenario they obviously have all the resources in the world if they want to put it into this yeah but this is a problem uh, i think that is a problem here when you think about like uh, how 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 Google stumbled uh, fumbled Stadia, I think the problem is like my prediction is that one year from now, uh, I mean they cancelled the the MOBA, uh, Crucible will soon be dead, and then the MMO is coming out, and I think one year from now maybe, um, they will just completely stop doing that, getting out of the market. Because the problem is with Amazon, yes, they have all the money they want to, but they have also a huge director board, a lot of projects which means that the game division, so to speak, has to uh, be... Um, like performing. Yeah, has to, has to perform, um, has to be, it will be made accountable for what they're doing. And then for them, it's probably peanuts, but they will say like, oh, why are we doing this again? It's the same like Google having dozens to hundreds of projects where 90% of them usually never see the light of day getting cut or just like sunset shortly after release. I have the feeling that Amazon and Mr. Bezos will just say, you know, what? Why, why are we doing this gaming thing again? We we gave you a bunch of money a couple of years ago. You had your chance to toy and play around with. We said, please copy some successful games to be in that market because we want to be like the other big guys. It's obviously not working out. You know what? Uh, we continue selling a server space and um, goods on our website. That could be. I, I mean, I think you, you did. You did hit what I would say right off the bat is if that's the kind of directive. Because I mean, in the the name of the game now, if you're going to get into any kind of competitive shooter, first or third person, it doesn't matter because it's all there. You need to distinctualize yourself. No. You you need to you need to separate yourself from the pack. I mean, this is. I, I yeah I, I joke, but the first time I really saw this, I was like, oh, they're bringing back um, Paragon. Like they're gonna they're gonna try the, the the Paragon thing. It's the the game and, and like look I'm I'm not, I'm I'm not speaking for myself. Like I'm, I'm cruising down some of these Steam reviews. It, it really is like the consensus on, on on these guys is like it feels like a game that was made by committee. It doesn't really seem like it has a, a, any any sort of real individual style. So I mean I, I, that that is cynical, but because uh, I'm I, I don't think anybody from the top. It, well, I would hope that nobody from the top was like, "Hey, get, get me a Fortnite," because that that era of game development, that era of top-down direction from from decent stakeholders, just saying, "But, but, 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 but," successful game did it is is over. It, it's beyond over. Yeah. You can't even crack into the mid-tier with stuff like that anymore. You gotta bring something new. I mean, even 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 stuff that's a little new. I mean, look at Bleeding Edge. Like, like, well, we're going to make it primarily melee, you know, and it, it kind of work or kind of not. Like, it just wasn't different enough. And uh, I mean, the, the problem yeah. with Crucible, so I played it uh, yeah. for a little bit. I tried the tutorial. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I wouldn't even mind, like, personally, and I know um, a lot of people disagree. I personally, I, I'm not too worried about innovation. Like, for example, if you take some like Valorant, as I said, like, I don't think there's anything, you know, in, innovative in, in Valorant, really. It's just like, taking tried and true ideas mixing it together and really really well executed i think like for me that is always the bigger thing like if it's well executed i'm not so worried about innovation um crucible i i sorry to say i deinstalled the game after the tutorial because it just didn't feel fun to play like the shooting 
uh, felt off. It felt super low impact. Like you have to, you know, like you, you shoot at one of the, like these big generators that spawn monsters. There is, it feels like zero, zero hit feedback. Um, if I showed so yeah, you, I, th I think that was the biggest problem. Like it, it literally, it was not fun to me. And you know, of course, at that point, everything else, if it's, you know, if it's innovative or not, doesn't really matter anymore. And the fact that they, it's almost did zero marketing, of course, doesn't help. So yeah, it's no, no clue what happened there. Really. If I showed you three seconds of Valorant, you'd know what it was. If I showed you three seconds of Crucible, I bet it would take you longer to answer. Uh, could be, I don't know. I mean, I think I think I I would not confuse it with Paragon, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Soulless. What's that? It's soulless. It has no soul. It seems that way. I mean, I, it's it's unfair I mean, for me to say without also what people it, have but... said about Tris Marigold because I, I still love her, so that's not a problem. She's soulless. a magical rapist, but uh, that's cool. yeah. So yeah, uh, moving on to like more more pleasant Steam news because <laughs> as we said, Crucibles failed uh, on Steam. Unfortunately, I have to say. <laughs> Um, Steam is uh, sorry. Steam is back. Steam is back on Steam. Steam That's is back. But in addition to Steam, um, also EA is back. Um, I mean, this was already announced, I believe, last fall, yeah. uh, shortly before the release of Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. But um, yeah, Steam is is back in a big way on um, on Steam now. They uh, released a couple of the catalog titles that had never been on the platform before. Stuff like um, Dragon Age Two, Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, the second Mirror's Edge game, uh, Crisis 3, uh, NFS Heat. They say there's more stuff coming. Um, of course, the big one, as we just mentioned uh, when we talked about Crucible, that everybody's waiting for is, of course, uh, Apex Legends. Um, uh, the really big news, and I personally I still think the reason that they're coming back to Steam at all in the first place, is that very soon EA Access, so their subscription service, their competitor to Busty's Lord and Savior Xbox Game Pass, will be on Steam. And also, um, they launched, and I, I found that very interesting, they uh, launched the Command Conquer Remastered collection there. And if you bought, as I did, um, the, the remaster, like the, the physical version from limited edition, uh, limited runs, mm -hmm. they give you a Steam key. And I found that super interesting, that like EA ah. was giving a Steam key yeah. rather than an Origin key. So, um, so yeah, I don't know, uh, Richard, do you have, as there... a as a avid Steam fanboy yeah. and, and Gaben... Uh, uh, apologists, what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? I, I think I've been unfairly typecast, but they, they are all coming back, Marcel. Everybody years ago wanted their own store, and now they're all coming back. What's the top seller on Steam right now? Satisfactory. Uh, okay, I was going to say, I hope it's Command & Conquer. It's Satisfactory. Um, what else That's is... That's not is, Satisfactory to me. Yeah, uh, I, I understand. That satisfactory is kind of fun. There's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, I'm look, looking through it, it just... It seems like the play. It's weird. It's weird how Steam ebbs and flows in terms of being the uh, the thing. Um, there's no denying the audience to it, so I can see why they'll do this. Uh, I don't get some of. I get some of the tribalism. Like Epic, I, I have Epic. Um, it is so far the 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 worst hands down of any of the platforms, and I've fucked around with Origin and any of that. Like Epic's the only one where I've ever had a account. Um, security scare. Epic is is super feature light, but you best believe that I'm getting them free ass games on there. I mean, that's you know, I'm I am nothing if not a free game whore. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think after a while, these guys, it, it makes sense. It makes sense because you're you're selling. Their their goal is to try and get a catalog up and sell to a wider audience. But I mean, they can only really do that with newer games. So. 
you know, I, I think somebody's sitting there in a meeting room and they're like, yeah, you know, look, we can keep it on Origin or whatever, but, you know, just pop it on Steam, just blow the audience up. Um, I, well, if anything, what I'm interested coming out of this is what what Steam's response to a lot of this stuff is, will be going forward. The, the kind of timed uh, weird weird exclusivity. They seem like they crack down really, really big on... Or, or, or crack down, not very big, I'm sorry. They, they crack down a little bit on um, using Steam as a marketing tool for another platform, like uh, like a lot of the Epic titles would put something on Steam and say, ah, it's coming for, it's coming in a year, but you can get it on Epic now. And it's like, somebody in Steam's got to be sitting there like, yeah, what the fuck? You just used my audience as your as your commercial and all you have to do is open a store page. Like, uh, that shit's a little weird. Um, I I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I yeah. think like, I think the situation with EA is a little bit different than that. Yeah. Because uh, it's been a long time. Uh, the, the, the first origin only title was Battlefield 3, right, Vasti? Yep. So that was uh, that was fall, um, twenty eleven. Like I remember, like uh, Battlefield three came out like three days or so before I started working for EA. So you know, obviously for them, uh, it it was not like a nobody paid the money to to make their own platform. I think there it was really a a long term play off. Um, back then, you know, we we don't want to give um, and that was the time when microtransactions and you know DLC became a big topic. It was just a we don't want to give thirty percent of that to Steam to Valve. Um, obviously, they have now recently, in a response to Epic, introduced like these these bans of you know uh, of of revenue share, where it's like the more successful your game is, um, the less Epic will t- sorry the, the less Valve will take from you. Yeah. And I would assume that on top of that, uh, probably you know EA got a special sugar daddy deal somehow um, related to I don't know EA access or something. It feels like there must be something. That that Valve gave to where A was like, you know, that's that means we've achieved what we wanted. Like we got now a deal that we want, and now we're super happy to put our stuff. And they're also saying that they're going to put uh, going forward the new PC titles on Steam as well again. So I think, uh, but, I, I, but I, sorry, yeah, I, but I, I have to wonder because you know, uh, Basti, you've been at EA a long time, and during all of this, uh, what would you say? How many hours of your life have you spent being insulted uh, by players who were angry <laughs> that the games were not on Steam? A lot, too many times to count, but I lost track of it. But to be honest, the thing which is interesting for me is, like, I mean, they pulled hundred percent out of Steam. Um, other than like companies like Ubisoft, which have still this, like, yeah, you can get it on Steam, you can, get, but it launches then you play, etc. And uh, over the years, Origin became a very good platform, still in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, very successful. Uh, I mean, you could see that you could only get the PC games and Origins, but still their PC sale numbers were very, very, very good. So for me, it's interesting to see that they pull back because um, for them, they must have made the calculation, said, okay, if we go back to Steam, it's a win-win situation for us. Because I doubt that the last couple, does anyone says that the last couple of years for EA for the PC market were bad or was it really dwindling? I don't think so, right? I mean, they had obviously games like... um, Andromeda and Anthem not not well performing, which is fair enough, but that was not the fall of Origin in any case. So it's got to be good for. I mean, Mirror's Edge selling top top ten, uh, Need for Speed top five. You know, it makes it makes sense for him. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, real quick, do you think that this is this is a a fruit that kind of runs out of juice? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like you look at you look at right now, um, the top selling things of Steam, and it's all games that have 
or a lot. There is a significant portion of games that have launched on other platforms. Do you think that there is diminishing returns on this? I mean, I'm looking at like Sea of Thieves. Like, do you think there's a part where it comes out on another platform and people are like, ah, fuck it. Like, you know, I know we said we're going to wait for it to be on Steam, but now that there's a precedent for it happening, we're really going to wait for it to show up on Steam. It's a good question. But I mean, again, like, I think it's it's just um, different scenarios. Like, what obviously, in the case of both EA and and microsoft uh I, I don't think you can compare it with like you know the stuff that's 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 on epic you know some like satisfactory because in that case it's just like literally a smaller team that's you know that's getting paid by by tim and his fortnite cash to say you know just come here first with, with microsoft in a they clearly have you know or had more long-term ambitions um for example with the a now as as Basti just said as, as ubisoft used to do it um if you buy one of the games like if you launch it there will be a you know a, a origin strapper essentially that i think you still use an origin uh, ah, yeah. um account so like you know it's still like it's they get people into into their ecosystem as we know as we just talked about earlier with my minecraft dungeons um literally getting people into the ecosystem seems to be the only way uh, only thing that microsoft cares about right now so I think you know that that's still like very different things. Like these are big companies that have like very long-term ambitions um, for you know growing their ecosystems. And in this case, both of them seem to think that you know at this point, at this stage, uh, Steam is 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 valuable again for us. It works. Again, I think with EA, they they probably got a very sweet deal about something. I don't know if it's like they got a much higher percentage than normal from the microtransactions. It, I assume it has maybe something to do with the revenue from the subscription. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely sure that you know for EA, it's not a a regular publishing thing. I'm sure there was a a sweetener in the pot somewhere where EA said, you know, we're coming back. That's fine. Uh, with Microsoft, yeah, as we said, like, see, I don't know, has Sea of Thieves done well? Where's in the charts right now? Three, global. So yeah, it seems to be. I mean, like that game in general, you know, like when it launched, uh, a lot of people also immediately wrote it off. Um, so that seems to have done very well ever since. But uh, yeah. A th- I'm not sure. Like as you say, like uh, definitely there is a precedent now, and uh, you see whenever a game is announced to be first be on Epic, um, the, the the people immediately ask it. Uh, so what's the what's the exclusivity? Is it going to be six months? Is it be a year? Uh, is it is it untimed? You know whatever. But um, I don't know. Maybe Busty as a as as somebody deeply scarred by the platform or the store wars has any thoughts on that? No, to be honest, I'm 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 100% with you on that one. Because I'm smart. Yeah, absolutely. But one thing, uh, when I launched CNC, uh, that was not launched in Origin at all. True. Hmm, interesting. Hmm, interesting indeed. Maybe, honest, maybe I'm wrong. It's just something I heard like from, from people who complained about like mm. that there was lacking mouse support in in um, Dragon Age 2. So I'll, maybe I'll have to check it out myself. But yeah, for me, to be honest, it's weird. To be honest, I still think, even though Epic did a lot of stupid things, like launching in a very, very bare-bones state, and I'm not a fan of this, like, uh, brutally forced exclusives, but I still think it's good when Steam has competition, and I don't want to see that everyone is just returning to Steam, everything else is dying out, because I still think Steam should be held accountable for a lot of stupid things they do when it comes to customer support and how they treat communities, etc., so um, I would love to see uh, even the company platforms thrive, uh, but I think the the situation having like one, two, three big platforms would be way better than the current state of oh I have a launcher for everything. But when we launch a shell for everything at the end, it doesn't doesn't really make a difference, right? So I don't know. 
it's weird we'll see i mean moving on you know um as and uh, and like today it's very easy like today the segways are just naturally flowing because we're just talking about games that were successful elsewhere before coming to steam and one of game that clearly meets that criteria is destiny 2. it's still alive um yeah it's still alive it's uh better than ever i will say (laughs) Will you with say conviction that? in my voice? But in your heart. Um, last last weekend they had their first ever live event. You know, clearly something that's that's trying to you know uh, follow in the foot in the ginormous footsteps of Travis Scott in in uh, Fortnite. And um, did it do yeah. that? Was that? Yeah. Were you you were there for that, right? Yes, I was there. How was it? How was it, Marcel? Uh, I afterwards, I afterwards uh, sat on Twitter, and this is a you know, not saying, not not trying to plug my Twitter account here, but as I said afterwards on Twitter, uh, it felt like this event, like it encapsulates everything that that is destiny these days. <laughs> like it was ultimately cool, but it was poorly communi- very poorly communicated, and it clearly had very little regard for players' time investment. And uh, yeah. I think that really that sums up Destiny in a way, you know. It's like ultimately it's fun. You know, I I still love Destiny, and I'm still excited uh, to see the you know the reveal of the next season and the next expansion. Unfortunately, I'm missing that because two jerks had to record a podcast at the same time. Good job. Yeah. Um. Terrible. But uh, yeah, like uh, it, it was very poorly communicated. They said like you know, uh, Rasputin takes aim at. At, uh, for us, it was 7 p.m. German time. Sort of uh, to, to just first to... stuff showed started showing like the first weapons started showing in the in the sky like what? after an hour of nothingness. Wait, hold on a second. Just just to get the people who don't live and breathe Destiny uh, to, yes. to set you a little background. The idea of this season was was uh, shooting down a big evil boat. The Almighty. Sure, that's okay. We can you know we can denerd it by like 10 percent. Um, shoot down big evil boat. Uh, the whole season, the point was to shoot down big evil boat. The last moments of the season, you can gather up and see the boat blow up live. So yes, the timeline they said was was show up at ten, hmm. our time. Yeah. Um, things and... slowly started to get in the way at eleven. <laughs> um, it was funny. It was really like you know, it felt like one of those. Um, I assume what we've all been long enough uh, alive long enough to have done that once, like one of those, you know, uh, what is it? Like a solar yes, thank you. I was yeah. I was about to ask Basti, like you know, like one of those solar eclipse viewing parties. Yeah. Like there was a ton of us guys standing there on the tower, you know, just staring through the sky, uh, emoting. Uh, everybody, you know, like uh, like the guys with like the garden chair emotes, just pulling them out, sitting down. Um, so yeah, it, it was kind of fun. So they said but, show yeah, up at very poorly 10. communicated. They said show so up at they 10. So said, they said Rasputin takes aim at 10. Fuck which probably that. in their mind was very obvious that it's going to be a long-ass thing. Personally, I almost expect, you know, like that it's going to be like a 10-15 minutes, like maybe not a cutscene, but you know, like just something that plays off and then it's over. Which is what it was, um, by the way. Uh, yes, but like it wasn't over in 10-15 minutes. I think it was one and a half hours one after. One and a half hours. Uh, I think after this, I mean, really, it felt like stuff was only happening for like the, half, the last half hour or so. So yeah, um, I, I don't even want to like hold myself up too much on this, but it really, it felt like a case of 
it, it was well intended. It was the first time they ever did something like that. So yeah, hopefully they yeah. take their learnings from yeah. that. I think there's potentially to do cooler stuff in the future because they always say that with Destiny, one of their goals is to have like a changing world. But it was very poorly communicated and it took way too long. So um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, hopefully they learn. Hopefully they fucking learn because if you put a time to be somewhere and say, hey, this is this event is going to kick off at ten. The event is literally, let's be honest, about five minutes worth of actual content. It's uh, it's big boat. Oh, they're shooting at big boat. Big boat blew up. Oh, it crashed. And like the from from it it blew up to it crashed was about three minutes. Everything else was 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 kind of going on. It is cool. You're right. It is super cool that they're learning that. It's something that I will always love Bungie for is that no matter what the fuck is going on, they will try something new. That is amazing. Um, but I mean, as, as we've been kind of talking, I, I think, uh, I think next time we catch up on games and news, maybe you can, maybe you can tell me what's going on in the new destiny season. Cause I'm kind of sitting it out, I think for a little while. I love my hope. It's awesome. But, uh, but yeah, that I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for your signal. All right. The, the, the rich signal. Yes. So yeah, uh, as I said, yeah, that's that's what, what happening with what's happening with Destiny as we speak. The new content is being unveiled, so uh, we'll see that in the future. Um, and the last, finally, the last thing that happened last week, and that was kind of weird because it all seemed to happen like you know, like uh, like a singularity, all suddenly at the same time, <laughs> uh, was that a, a five-year-old uh, build of one of the cancelled versions of Dead Island Two surfaced online somewhere. So people have been posting screenshots and clips from that. Um, a a 10-minute gameplay video of a leaked Avengers game from THQ, and I'm not talking about, you know, um, uh, 8chan AMA uh, THQ, but like the original OG <laughs> long time ago THQ. And um, also somebody somewhere on, on a bunch of disks, like, you know, like floppy disks, uh, found uh, Sim Refinery, a long-lost game from Maxis from 1993. So um, how yeah, dope does that, that look? That's, that's interesting. So a bunch of a bunch of of, of games kind of came out. Um, Bastia, are you a sim kid? Uh, I was in the past. And then what happened? They didn't put out Sim Refinery fast enough for you. Basti was one yeah, of the top of. ten Sim Ant players in his in his neighborhood. I actually I loved Sim Ants to the bit of really? my Amiga. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, seriously. Sure. No, I, I, I believe. I mean, you're German. Clearly, you love Sims, simming, uh, Sims simulations. He's a no, sim I love. Sim. The, to be honest, the late '90s to Amiga days, I really loved simulation. Then it took a long break when I played a lot of MMOs, and just a couple of years ago, I started to get back into simulations again. But um, will you play uh, Sim Refinery? Nah, probably not. No. So this is interesting. I should point that out. It's not a real video game. It was made by Maxis, who these days are, of course, mostly known for The Sims. Uh, previously, uh, were known for uh, SimCity. And I think after the success of SimCity Ready, early 90s, they did a ton of stuff. What was there, Buster? There was Sim Ant, Sim Tower, Simcopter. Yeah. Sim Taxes. So, they simmed, they simmed everything, and this Sim one is actually not a. This is not a a game, you know, an entertainment product aimed at gamers. Uh, this canal. was developed by <laughs> Chevron as a 
simulation of like the, 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 the workings of a refinery, you know, like for actual engineers and stuff and a Chevron staff to, you know, learn or simulate the workings of a refinery. So um that's that's doubly weird. You know, you, Wait, would, you would, this would is have a training tool? Yes. Holy shit. That, that, it just got way more interesting to me. I, I just yeah, watched. Yeah. I was just watching some like let's plays of it, and I was like, "Well, this looks like a fucking weird game." I did not know that they were actually trying. This was uh, done like a, a pay for pay for death stuff for Chevron. That's fucking awesome. No one played. I wanted. It. It also seems weird to me because you would have thought you know like, back then like SimCity was obviously huge, like that they would have the time or the interest of like making you know like stuff like that on the side, but seems they did. That's that's that is crazy to me that 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 that's what that for. If you could hire any company, Marcel, to explain mm. your job, any games company to explain your job, what would you ask them to do? Um, my my job, you like marketing? Yeah. Um, I would I would uh, have uh, well back in the day while he was still there, I would have said I want Rockstar <laughs> to to make a game about you know the humble down-to-earth life of a video games uh, marketing person. It would have all the, the glitz and glamour and the grit of a GTA. Yes. With a little bit of with a little bit of manhunt for like simulating events like Gamescon. Would have been great. <laughs> Fantastic. I'll take that. Yeah. Your Rockstar on-the-job training device. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, like, so obviously the, the biggest item out of these three was um, that Island 2. I don't know, like, uh, I think my stance on zombie games is well known. Did any of you guys, of you two guys, play that Island 1? Yeah. Me too. It's so, all right. Which one of you liked it better? Uh, the only oh, is, thing... is this the Richard thing again where it's like, it's all right, it's different, like, it's all right? Yeah, no, this one's, it's all right. <laughs> that sounds island. very contrived. That's the worst, all right, so far. Yo, the, yo, the best thing that Dead Island ever did was its trailer, and the collector's edition. The collector's Ooh. edition snafu Ooh. is also it's more memorable than the fucking game. Um, this is true. If you want, if you want a weird divide between marketing and games, look up, look up the trailer to to Dead Island. I'm sure you remember it. Uh, and then look up the musical intro by the character in the game that does music, because uh, that that's that's a canyon of quality. Uh, the the stick combat man, I don't know. Look, they tried something new. Um, I I I think there's better uh, zombie games, but you know, I it, I'm interested to see what they do with two because it seems like Dying Light came and just and just ate that lunch. And, yeah, uh, ex exactly. Yeah. Like I think the time for Dead Island is probably just over. If you don't like reinvent that series, it's uh, it's a artifact of a last console generation. That's it. It's it's definitely very weird the way it happened because that game came out. It was quite successful, right? And they, I think they had like a standalone, not not a not real numbered sequel, but that was a second game, right? Yes. Then or, they or it was had an expansion. Cheap, uh, yeah, maybe it was an expansion. Then they had a cheapish-looking PC mobile. And the entire time, so I think it was E3 2014, so very early in consoles, so the first E3 after the beginning of the current generation, they had a new trailer for Dead Island 2. And again, you know, people loved the trailer and the tone. I thought it was great. Uh, that was a development with Jager in Berlin, Germany, the guys who made Spec Ops. Mm -hmm. um, then I think after two or three years, uh, Deep Silver canceled that version of the game and took it away from them. Right. Then they gave it to Sumo, 
in the UK mm-hmm. who made, for example, Little Big Planet three and Snake Pass. Dan, uh, yeah, that as well. And, and the level uh, of Hitman, Sonic, the, the Sonic Racing. Yeah. And then I think last year, so after again after three years or something, and during this entire time ever since E3, we haven't heard anything about the game at all. So. Um, essentially, Sumo spent, I think, like three years working on a game with nothing ever shown from it. And then last year, I believe, they again took it away from Sumo and canceled the game for a second time, more or less. I don't know. And now it's it's with uh, Dambuster, who, whose last game, when, when did that come out? Come out? 2015, I believe, yeah. um, was Homefront the Revolution. Revolution. So that's that's quite the that's quite the interesting journey right there, that game on the went. And yeah, it really feels like, as, as you guys said, um, with with the Dying Light, and I mean Dying Light 2 coming out soonish, uh, you you really have to wonder like if that game didn't for whatever reason I don't know why it got cancelled every time, if it just didn't miss its own window of opportunity somehow somewhere. Yeah, the expansion was Dead Island Riptide, and uh, it was way more negatively received than the original game. So I mean, uh, did, it seemed... did, did any of you guys play Dying Light? Yes. Uh, I did not finish Dying Light. I also did not finish Dead Island. Basti, did you finish either? No. I played, to be honest, um, just a couple of hours of Dying Light, but the kind of like game loop what I appreciate what they did, and I think they did a good job, was not, not my kind of like style. So I think it just kind of overstayed and, its welcome a little. Yeah. That, that Island was always this kind of like uh, one, you put this in your console for one evening game and then you never touch it again. It's like, oh yeah, it works, it's great, but I, don't know. I played it a little bit more than that. But yeah. Isn't, yeah. That, how, isn't that how co-op with you works, Basti? Oh. One evening and then never again? Oh, snap. Air oh, horns. wait, wait, wait. But there was still that thing, I remember. Uh, wasn't that, like I said, um, you guys wanted to, to, to reach out to me so we can play Sea of Thieves, right? Uh, we did reach out. I did reach out. Episodes Marcel. again. Mar- Mar- I did reach out. Please see my uh, my agent Marcel for all booking. Okay, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm I'm happy to reach out at any time to anybody if you know what I mean. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think what 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 I found most interesting is that um, I happen to be Twitter mutuals with a couple of people who used to work in that game when it was what with Yager. Twitter mutual. Um, if you both follow each other, so it's not just like you know you're not a follower. It's like you know you're essentially you know like on a different platform you would be saying friends, but like, you know it's not that's not what it's, it's called. Good roast. Like, uh, oh. Mutual is like if you both follow each other, like you both oh, I guess no. find what the other person says interesting. No, you never really you never heard that. My Twitter mutual and I were talking the other day. Oh, have, you, have you never heard that expression, Richard? I, look, man, you know how happy I am to have not hear heard of so many things from Twitter. Every day I don't hear things from Twitter is a, is a better day in my life. Well, uh, this is tragic, Richard. This is tragic. But anyways. I guess we're not so, yeah, mutuals uh, on this. It was quite interesting to see that uh, a few of the people that I follow on Twitter. Is that better, Richard? Is that better if I say I follow them on Twitter? No, please lean into and it. And they follow me. Anyways, a few of the people I follow on Twitter who are now uh, working at DICE, I think, all of them, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. Um, uh were uh, very intro- like very happy uh, to you know to see some of their former work surfacing because you know as i said like it's one of these things you you know you work on a game for years and nothing ever is shown um you know you you have nothing to put on your cv of course also you know as a as a um or like you know nothing to put on your portfolio as a developer so yeah. um as much as so i i mean different people have different stances of course 
for me personally, working in marketing, um, I, of course, hate leaks when they happen to my project or my company or whatever. I find it interesting when it happens to other people. But perfect, personally, I'm, I'm always super interested and I'm, I'm absolutely fine, you know, with, with canceled stuff or whatever uh, coming, surfacing somewhere online after a couple of years. You know, it doesn't hurt anybody anymore. It's, it's very interesting for the community. You know, it's interesting for historical reasons, for, you know, preservation. So I, I'm always, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's a cool thing to see stuff like this happening. Absolutely. I agree. It's always neat to see this stuff come to light. And I wish it happened. I, I'd really love to see that stuff happen more. I mean, you see the, the rays of like um, do- games documentary stuff coming out, you know, mm-hmm. Double Fine Adventure, Daniel Dwyer, any of the any of the uh, like. The... They, yeah, there's been some great ones. Like, no, it was no clip who did like the arcane stuff recently, right? Right. Yeah. You know, like as that stuff comes out more, I'd really love them to start getting into uh, old builds and spec scripts. I can see why they don't, because like you know, an unfinished game, uh, people won't know that it's unfinished, and they won't be able. They'll just be like, that looks dumb. It's like, yeah, kind of, but you know, you never know what it could have been. But it, it's, I always love it when stuff comes comes out like that. Uh, honestly, I'm surprised um, when you know when when nothing ever comes out. Mm-hmm. Like I am aware from previous jobs of of cancelled games, like even in you know, known franchises like big games that I've never seen any any whispers or any leaks or so online. Um, <laughs> that's that's always honestly surprising to me. Like in this day and age, you know where where so many people know about things and stuff to never see anything pop up online. That's quite surprising to me. Sometimes. It's weird. The, the stack of what does pop up online. Like one time we, we thought we were going to have to move out of our, of our house because like, like seriously, it was infested. We thought it was going to be termites. Um, but when we got the fumigator in there it turns out it was an unfinished star Wars game. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. Like I can't fucking, <laughs> Well, just so because many... there's like three different cancelled projects all called Battlefront 3. It's like I've seen so many builds of cancelled ass Star Wars games. Share the love. Give me something else. That's a fair point. So yeah, um, I would say since he wasn't here last time that my Twitter mutual Busty has the honor of sharing any last thoughts before we wrap this shit up. I, I have to play that Sims game now. Because I want to get very, very familiar how to run a refinery. Because uh, with the climate change and all the stuff going on, that might be very useful in the future. Well, see, that's nice for you, and that's your white privilege because you can do that. If I, <laughs> as a, as you know, like half Iranian, if I look up how how a refinery for an American company works, I would be probably put on a watch list somewhere. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. So yeah, Sim um, Refinery. It sounds like a code name. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, that was interesting, you know, um, a, a interesting variety of topics, and uh, especially considering again, like all the big ticket news items have been have been uh, you know delayed. So maybe that is the time when people think, hey, I had like for five years now this build of that island two flying around. Maybe just put it out now online out of protest because the the PlayStation Five reveal was now delayed or something like that. But yeah, so um, I would say I had fun. I hope you guys also had fun. Basti, did you have fun? Quick pulse, did you have fun? uh it was amazing it was exciting so much fun like haven't haven't been had so much fun in the last couple of weeks well you should have said two weeks three weeks i think three weeks was less than you were here okay three weeks i'll I'll keep an eye on i'll keep an eye on your appropriate fun levels (laughs) richard quick pulse you having fun you had fun i did i love quick pulse (laughs) so much fun. excellent I'm glad to hear that. So, Richard, if people have some more thoughts or like they have some 
some some old builds of you know ancient games that they worked on and they want to leak it to you as a as a known leakist how could they do that on twitter uh as always guys you can find me on twitter at richard rasputin what, what, what we do there is we plan anything invite me to meet your parents invite me to any place that you want to be exactly an hour and a half late for and i'll i'll, I'll do the rest so just uh call me up if you want to be f- super unfashionably late i think that was a bit uncalled for Basti, as my twitter mutual how can people become mutuals with you as well on twitter so if you want to get in touch with me or see who else follows me, like this wonderful Comraven guy, as an example, you could either check his follow list or follow me at, at Bastian Thun, T-H-U-N on Twitter. Well, and as always, you are more than welcome to send us an email to projectilelunchcast at gmail.com. You are more than welcome to, uh, you know, give us a ping if you want to join our Discord, where we occasionally play video games, but please don't tell Basti about it, because otherwise he will show up and want to play, and that's really fucking awkward. <laughs> um, we had a great time. I hope you had fun. Uh, please stay uh, safe, stay hey, healthy, hey, and uh, hey, 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 Richard, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Uh, do you think do you think Todd Howard's sad about his unreleased game build getting put out there? Fallout 76? So, you know, dear audience, like these segments, they're never planned. I really, I, I personally, I wonder myself if Richard comes up with his shit in advance or if it's just like a spur of the moment thing, kind of like the development of Fallout 76 was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we be old school. Yeah, old school. We be old school. Yeah, old school. Been getting that money for a girl sweet as honey. Got me some roses and a little bling. I knocked on her door, she said, what you waiting for? I heard you was looking for a king. Been climbing up here.